Welcome to the Blackout Podcast. This podcast offers our community a dual perspective of black people who serve our community as law enforcement officers through thoughtful discussion, debate, and articulation of facts with some reasonable opinion. Our communities are struggling to coexist, and this podcast serves as a bridge to help reconcile these two communities. Be sure to like, subscribe, and follow, and keep up with our page on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. King of the class, man. Take your crown, King. Hey, thank you for joining me. Thank you for joining me again. My name is C-Dub. I am your pod god in training. <laughs> and uh, thank you for having me. Look, so it's been some time. I've been taking a little bit of time off and just really uh, enjoying the holiday season. But I do want to stay in touch with you and connect with you um, because there's some important things going on in our communities or more so in our nation and well, let me just take time to say the people that are listening to this, it could be your community. I'm, I am very fortunate um, that people are um, listening to this podcast in different states, West Coast, East Coast, California, especially different countries. I'm, I'm, I'm fortunate and I'm grateful that you guys are tuning, tuning in and checking me out. So, you know, continue to do that. Continue to support. Continue to like, share. Uh, and we are here to talk about issues that matter to you. If you wanted me to mention something, bring something up, bring something to light, uh, give you a police perspective on something, hit us up in our uh, Facebook messenger or just email us on our Google email account, blackcoppodcast.com, blackcoppodcast.com is our website. And the blackcoppodcast at gmail.com is our email address. So what's going on, good people? Let me just start off by saying there's been a lot of things going on in the streets, going on in the public. So I just want to, First things first, I got to pay respect to 44 himself. He's been going out and talking about his book, his memoirs that he um, has been writing since his time in office. And uh, well, before I go into the interview specifically, I want to play this from episode four. All right. So then the question is, is what is the middle ground right between the what for to for defund the one can we even call it defunding the police and that's the one the, the one thing that i wish that we could do is change this media phrasing because mm-hmm. that's what that is that's, yeah. that's, that's phrasing that's put out by that's like a headline or a, a headline three short it's, words it's a, get your attention it's a grabber mm-hmm. you know it's a, it's a marketing thing. it is marketing that's for it's sure a, yeah. but is it helping is it helping it's not helping in my opinion it's yeah. not helping because again you've got these polar opposites yeah the opposites yeah. are supposed to attract but these opposites are pushing each other away yeah further and further yeah. you know it's it's it's, it's phrasing that is, is is reforming the police too light reforming is a little bit too light i think so like what's because the, there's because there's so many branches in four. right so what do you think what do you, transforming the police is that like the middle ground? I would say... And just, just for us, that'll be our name we'll come up with. Transforming the police. Police transformation. Police transformation. I like it. 
<laughs> yeah, so I'm just saying. So we were just talking about, you know, going over to front of the police and it's kind of like really evaluating the, the usefulness and the purpose of the of the name of the term of the phrase defund the police um, and and how activism translate into actual policy. And, you know, that that phrasing will definitely does its job as far as grabbing people's attention and helping them focus on an important matter. But now when it comes to like policy and actually getting things signed and uh, that's when you got to start really working on how you can best communicate with other people to get what you want done. Forty four himself mentions this in one of his interviews. It's interesting. We take for granted if you want people to buy your sneakers that you're going to market it to your audience. If a musician drops a record, they're, they're going to try to reach certain audiences speaking to folks where they are. It's no different in terms of ideas. If you believe, as, as I do, that we should be able to reform the preach, criminal justice preach, system preach. so that it's not biased and treats everybody fairly, I guess you can use a snappy slogan like defund the police, hmm. but you know you've lost a big audience the minute you say it, which makes it a lot less likely that you're actually going to get the changes you want done. Hmm. But if you instead say, let's reform the police department so Wait, that man. everybody's being treated fairly, you know, divert young people from getting into crime. And if there's a homeless guy, can maybe we send a mental health worker there instead of an armed unit that could end up resulting in a tragedy. Suddenly, a whole bunch of folks who might not otherwise listen to you are listening to you. So the key is deciding, do you want to actually get something done or do you want to feel good among the people you already Wait a minute. I declare and decree right now. <laughs> hey, let me find out 44 listens to the pod. I'm just saying. I mean, maybe it's true. But I, I'm glad that um, to see the conversation about the fund the police evolve and really become something that people are trying to translate into law and policy, because that's what's going to ultimately help us help our communities going to help the black community with the accountability and the safety and the comfort. And it's also going to help the police community because now they are in a position where they, they can have the trust of the community back where they can have the seen in the light of these first responder hero, first responder heroes that they, that, that they are, that we are. And so, uh, yeah, you know, shout out to the press for, you know, being at least being on the same wavelength. <laughs> now, speaking of efforts to defund the police, so we have an update from uh, San Francisco, California, San Francisco, California. So they're trying to, you know, work out like every other city, their reform efforts in order to make a difference for their citizens. And they have a long, long ways to go, as well do a lot of other cities and whatnot. Well, one of the things that they've done, which I really I found really interesting, is they decided to remove 17 types of calls for services from police officers, from the police department. Uh, I think that's a huge step in limiting the police interaction and focusing the police interaction on areas that deal strictly with arrest, collection of evidence, or testifying in court. I mean, I think that's a major change, a major dif difference maker, and it's something we should utilize and take advantage of. These calls for service include homelessness, quality of life, like check the welfare, um, assist with juvenile custody transfer. They also deal with non-criminal mental health calls, 
So somebody just needs to go see, to a site tech or, you know, um, deal, needs to deal with a, a behavior health center, juvenile disturbances, like the kids playing basketball too loud, public health violations, public health violations. So if there's a, um, you know, a code compliance issue, a building is out of specs or there's some type of leaking of a water hose or something like that water hose, put like a, a, a fire hydrant or something like that. These are things that people are calling about traffic congestion. Every city should have their own tow truck. Why call a police officer to sit behind a car and, and, and wait for, you know, uh, the all state to send out their roadside assistance, parking violations, dog complaints. And I think that I'm sure they have way more in mind when it comes to reforming the police. But I think as many have said in the past, policing has become the hands and feet of society's desire to change the environment around them. And as more money and as more funding has left certain social programs or left uh, a certain um, uh, funding and grants have left certain hands, the only hands and feet left are policing. So if you got a dog issue and you don't have a, you know, a, a SPCA fund, funded, or if you don't have a um, animal control funded, they're going to call the police. And so unfortunately, over time, police have become the answer to everything. Homelessness, giving out food trays, uh, it's, just, it's just everything. And so I think we need to reduce the, the amount of interaction and really focus the interaction on areas that really need it. And I think that in and of itself helps a lot. It helps the fact that policing manpower is down. So now you take away a lot of demand for police officers to be at places that don't require an arrest. Uh, you, now you have, um, I'm, I don't know exactly what they do with the money, but I tell you that if, if, you, if they don't make that many changes to, the money, then that money can now go to the police departments and now can finance uh, officers to get training and experiences in, in areas. So that's a huge thing. I think we, I can't really underscore that is a huge step in progress. And the fact that the unions and the city have come to a compromise, which doesn't seem like happens that often in our, you know, federally in our, in our country, um, I think it's a huge thing. So kudos to those people big time. So not only is California now leading in trying to figure out what calls for service officers do not need to respond to. Now they're making a requirement. They said they're going to propose requiring officers to be either 25 years old or have a bachelor's degree before they can work as law enforcement officers. Now this isn't a, a new concept. I believe in the, uh, the Illinois, uh, New Jersey, uh, North Dakota, and Nevada. Those are four states where they uh, they require you to have a bachelor's degree, uh, but but the lawmaker here who is proposing this, uh, uh, Reggie Jones Sawyer from Los Angeles, pretty much says that like, you know, we know about the science says that your brain doesn't fully develop until you're 25 years old. So we know that, and from science, I know also we also have research, um, especially from the from different areas, but particularly from the National Police Foundation, where they show that educated College-educated officers are less likely, are used for us less often, and have fewer complaints against them than their non-college-educated peers. So the, the logic on it is simple. He's saying, hey, like now let's increase the age group. Now, but let me give you the other side of that argument is you, you in order for you to do that, 
you're going to have to also increase. Uh, you're going to have to make sure that Los Angeles or what that this reduction in call for service happens across the board, because once you start limiting the pool of applicants that applicants that police departments can pull from in order to get officers out on the street, you're you're talking about really p- giving a gut punch to the police manpower and the ability to respond to all these different calls for services that they got us out here responding to. And I mean, like, you know, certain calls for service, I don't feel like I need to be at, but I go in because it's my job. But we go knowing that we're not the experts there. We go knowing that we're not going to be the best solution to that issue. And we're kind of, if anything, at the most, we're just a transitory solution. We're just trying to get you to the, to the person who can help you. But if you can, if you, you know, cause, and if you want to take it, honestly, take it back to, you know, President Obama did the 21st century policing, uh, reform, um, research forum and he came out with a, a book that a lot of departments use and utilize and even our, even the, you know, departments that I'm familiar with, they require you to know that, um, and, and take a training on that. But the first one was done by LBJ, Lyndon B. Johnson in 1965. And in that document, even then, he stated that every police officer should have a bachelor's degree. So this is something that's been a, a goal, a target for quite some time, but it just hadn't it just hadn't worked out. And I think it's mostly because it's manpower. And we, we know the history of policing and how these how it helped a lot of people, you know, after slavery and slave patrols and how they didn't have education and these people who transitioned to have employment to keep that you know, to make the white community at large feel safer from the black community, from these free slaves. And they didn't have this this institutional development of having a college degree or having this higher educational background or even an age limit. So it's that's that's a you're going to need a drastic change in areas outside of just the age group and outside of just requiring a bachelor's degree. You have to reduce the demands that the state and the judicial system puts on the officers. And I think, so I, look, I'm all for it. Go California, go my California listeners. I hope y'all are paying attention and continue to pay attention and, and supporting these people who are coming up with solutions because I'm telling you now, police officers, they like that compromise. They like the idea of not having to report to these non-criminal, uh, these, these, almost wasting your time calls in the sense of like, I, I can only do so much for you. If I can walk in and make a quality arrest and I say quality arrest because a quality arrest, you can easily arrest anybody for when they, when they make a, uh, have an offense in your presence um, or you get the evidence for it. But if a, a quality arrest is not only going to be an arrest that, you know, that you affect as an officer, but it's also going to make a difference in the overall safety of that person in that community. Whether it's a DUI, you're getting a guy off the street, or whether it's a domestic assault, you're saving a person, whether it's you catching a robber or a burglar or a sexual assault. Did I say that already? Sorry. Or someone who committed a homicide, a murderer. You know specifically that those incidences, you're making a direct impact and you're resolving an issue, you're solving a matter. And that's what officers want to do. Um, mostly, I mean, of course, you know, officers are going to be kind and compassionate and deal with these citizens and, and, and go forth and whatnot and, and, and really just take the time to care for them and so, and do our social work ish kind of police duties. But 
if I think the more the more you you limit our interactions there, the less stressed and worn out offices are. You increase the standard, and you gotta increase the pay. If you're gonna make it so, if you're gonna require them to be 25 and older, and you're gonna require them to have a bachelor's degree, you're gonna have to draw that crowd to policing, and cities have to be willing to pay that buck in order to make up the make up for the manpower. But hey, you know, we'll see how it turns out. Maybe somebody else is listening to the pod. <laughs> hey, but that's the news update I got for you today. Uh, I think I'm gonna do this a little more often. I'm gonna keep it short and sweet, but just kind of give me like a hot topics pod where you guys can like, uh, you know, get your police info from me. And if you have any other questions, anybody you want me to specifically talk about, let me know because I will, um, get there. I will talk to them. I have to do my research first. Just know that some cases require, uh, like development. So let's get some facts. Uh, that are documented, recorded, and made available through media. So it's generally how I find my information through and I evaluate which media sources are pretty good. And then I talk about it. So, like, if you got something you want me to mention, please let me know. I will mention it ASAP.